0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is Pastor Derry. The world is filled with natural and spiritual challenges that plague humanity. And as we all search for answers from many different sources, there's only one cure that will address the root cause of our real challenges. Today, ALWC Associate Pastor Edward Anderson shares with us a message titled, The Gospel is the Cure. Listen in, take notes, and I'll talk with you at the end of the podcast.
1: We are so blessed to be here, amen, and we're so blessed to be under the leadership of great pastors, amen, I thank God for my pastors, I thank God for this local body of believers, thank God for all those who are part of the outreach program, we had a tremendous time yesterday and had an impact on our community, amen, that's what it's all about, amen, let me pray and we're going to dive into the word, amen, amen. Eternal Father and Sovereign King, we thank you again for this day you've made. we have already in you, Father God, but I pray now that the word will come to impact our lives, to change and transform us. So I ask you to give each person here a spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of you. Let our eyes of understanding be enlightened that we may know what the hope of your calling is. We pray that Christ may dwell in our heart by faith, will be grounded and rooted in his love and begin to comprehend with the saints all the breath, length, depth, and height. So, eternal fathers, I release myself to the power of the Holy Spirit. I pray He will speak through me with clarity and give each one of your believing ones, God, an understanding of your word. We ask and declare it done in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, God gave me this, um, this vision, and it was kind of a weird little vision, and I'm going to show it to you real quickly. And I, I think each one of you can relate to it. You know... Um, there's a certain sound that we hear, and we hear that sound, each person in here, I guarantee you, should respond the same way. We should. Because we went through a class, and that class we went through, it told us to respond a certain way. My water, too, please. And that class is called DMV. You remember that class? I haven't been in that class since I was 17, and I'm 55 now. I mean, I've been doing pretty good on the driving road, amen. So I already knew my license online or I go in person. And if I had to go in class, I'd probably be in trouble. But I, I don't know that. But I know, guarantee you, everybody who has a license in here knows a certain sound that we hear. It's a sound that we hear. And when we hear that sound, we all should respond the same way. When the paramedics hit that siren, Each person should go to where? To the right. To the right. Amen? Not to the left, but to the right. And when you go to the right, they have permission to pass through to get to that victim. Amen? It's not only the paramedics, but it's also the fire department, also our police department. Amen? Because they have a task to do. So God was showing me that when that sound happens, everybody knows that sound. They pull to the right. But then God took me to the spiritual arena. And God said, when that sound of praise comes forth the correct way, every demon got to get out the way. Because my child is coming through. Woo! My child's on a mission to get to somebody and rescue them. (laughs) Pastor said last, two weeks ago, the kingdom of God suffereth violence, but the violent take it by force. You can't be no whippy Christian. I'm sorry, it just don't work that way. You cannot cower out when Satan comes against you. You'll never see anywhere in Scripture where Jesus bowed to the enemy. (laughs) When they came to him, they tried to take his life. He said, not not today. It ain't my time yet. And then he said, if I want to, I can call down some angels, take care of everybody on the scene. He walked in power. He walked in dominion. He walked in authority. I wanted you to do the same thing. Or do you cower down? <laughs> Amen. When we go out witnessing, there's some gifts that got to operate. And one of those gifts is a gift of discernment. We're not going to regular houses, y'all. I'm going to say it again. We are not going door to door in regular houses. Amen. Amen. Yesterday we had to go through this fence under the fence and it was tense everywhere. We heard this wreckage going on. We were like, okay, we got to pray. Because we're still going. But when we got there to deliver the goods, everything quieted down. You know why? He recognized who we are in Jesus. Amen. Amen. He recognized and understands what we have more than we have. Know what we have. Amen. I'm going to say it again. Satan and his demons understand and know what we have more than what we know we have. Yeah. Amen. That shouldn't be. You know, as a little kid, remember back in the 70s? Who grew up? I'm 55. So in the 70s, we had this thing called jean jackets and the matching jean pants. Remember that? Yeah. Well, mama went a little, she went a little deeper. She got me little patches to put on. Remember those patches she put on? Boy, oh, I had the patches all over my jacket. And one day, about in the fourth grade, I was riding my bike down the street and this bully came along. He saw my patch, and he liked my patch. He took it off me, girl. Biggest mistake I ever made was going home to my daddy. I got my bike and I rode home and I was crying. And when I got there, he said, boy, what's wrong with you? And I should have told him the story. I said, dad, I got to that quarter, and that boy took my patch. I got the biggest woman I ever got in my life from my dad. You know why? The past was given to me, not to him. It was my responsibility to protect whatever God gave me through my parents. But boy, I tell you what, I remember that day. Even to this day, I remember that day. So as time went on, I got a little more crazy, Pastor Derry. I remember that past day. I'm in high school now and that same guy is a drug dealer now in front of my school. Woo! But I'm crazy now. And I saw him. I didn't say one word but I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he took from me. He didn't know what hit him but it was a left or right and some old lefts and rights. <laughs> I didn't him a pass back but he knows something went down. He had to pay for what he did to me. You ought to make Satan pay for what he's doing to you. You should just sit back and relax and say, oh, it's okay. Taking your kids, taking your stuff, taking your job, taking your family, taking your parents. You have to go into his camp and let him know, not today. Not today. Not today. No, not today. Not today. Not today. today. And if you ever get scared, because from time to time, he'll put fear in your heart. But all fear really is, is false evidence appearing real. Put your glasses on and see it from God's perspective. It's not real. See, Satan has been destroyed and defeated at Calvary. You got to know that. That has to be embedded within your heart. So no matter where you go or what you hear from the enemy, it's all wolf tickets. It's that he goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He ain't devouring everybody because everybody not yielding to his traps and his schemes. So our job is to get into our roadmap for life, which is the word of God. And tell him where he has to go. See, he already knows where he's going. You got to remind him where he's going. <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And if you ever get in trouble, our pastor said praise is a weapon. If you guys ever get that, boy, I tell you, your life will be changed and transformed. Because sometimes, I'm going to tell you by my own personal, My mind, the the scriptures don't come sometime. When I'm on attack, they just won't come. But a praise always shoots up. And then when the praise come up, then the scripture come right back. Woo! Because praise is a weapon. If you got your Bible, your iPhone, your iPad, I want you to go ahead of me. Go to Mark chapter 16, and I'm going to porous some other scriptures. Amen? And if you need a title, simply is The Gospel is the Cure. The Gospel is the Cure. We live in a sick, sick world. We live in a hurting world. We live in a world that people have no clue about life. And I was just going through some statistics uh, this past week because you guys all know we had tragedies that happened back to back-to-back. To back. But really, tragedies we've uh, had recently, sometimes it can overwhelm you if you don't put your trust in God. If your trust in man, you're in trouble. Let me give you some statistics real quick. You guys know on July 28th the shooting that happened in Gilroy. But I'm going to show you how Satan operates He didn't tell you about the same incident that happened that day that was in Wisconsin where 10 people were slaughtered as well too. August 3rd, the El Paso shooting. Then after that, August 4th in Dayton, Ohio. We have to understand that that climate didn't start just this past couple of weeks. It's been going on for years. And most of y'all going to say, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're thinking right now. If we had a different leader. I know you're thinking that. I know you're thinking that. If we just had a different leader, it wouldn't happen. Let me go back and refresh your memory on these statistics. In 2014, we had 269 mass shootings under a different leader. 2015, we had 335 mass shootings under a different leader. 2016, we had 382 mass shootings. 2017, 346. 2018, 340 mass shootings. And this year alone, we've had 255 mass shootings. (laughs) It doesn't matter who's in the White House, the side house, the crack house, it don't matter. If Jesus is not on the throne, it's going to be chaos. Amen. Amen. I'm going to say it again. If Jesus is not in control, you're going to have... Conca- Think about this. Think about this. For all the families who don't have Jesus in their house. You ever somebody's house who Jesus is not in there? Is it crazy? You'd be like, I don't want to visit this house. But you know why? Because Satan is controlling that house. If Jesus Christ is not ruling and reigning in any environment, it's going to be chaos. I don't care where you go. Anywhere in the globe, if Jesus is not Lord, we're in trouble. We are in trouble. That's the mass shooting part. Then we have natural disasters. We had an earthquake of 7.1 on the Richter scale just a few months back. Remember that? That was just here in in California. I won't speak about globally what we have. Then we had wildfires that burned about 14,000 acres. We have problems in this world, y'all. As believers, we should not be surprised by these tragedies. Go to Scripture real quick to me. Go to 2 Timothy. Second Timothy, because keep, keep in mind, God will always warn us in advance of what's happening. Won't we do it? God will always give you an advanced warning. And He warns us through the Word and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One year I'll tell a story again. My wife hates it, but I'll tell it anyway. Just because I can tell it. God gave me an advanced warning. Married my beautiful wife, we moved into our new home, and all things were good. But of course we did it at a late hour, so of course we both were hungry. And my wonderful wife, not from Oakland like I am, so I know the territory. Better yet, I know God. And God says, son, don't go there. But you know how we are, Adams. We want to please our Eve. It wasn't no fruit, but it was a burger. (laughs) So we got in the car and we drove down to our burger place. And when we got there, now keep in mind, God always warns you. It's a matter of, are you listening to the warnings? Remember, it's not a loud voice. It's a still, small voice on the inside that God's saying, don't do this. Don't do that. So I heard that voice. With such clarity, but I went anyway. And when we got there, I'm the man, it's late, I'm going to get out and order for us. So I did that. So as I'm getting out of the car, I go up to order our food. I took one step this way to order, and these two young kids with guns came up and pushed me out of the way and put the gun in my face. God will always warn you. And this is, if I'd have got killed that night, y'all have said, "Oh, man, the Lord gave the Lord took it." But what happened? Well, what happened was, I didn't obey God. And that's what we do when we see a Christian fall victim to disobedience. You don't know the whole scene. I'll tell you my story, but you have no idea what happened behind the scenes to get that person in trouble. God always warns us. Like he warned us in 2 Timothy, he said very simply that chapter, ver- chapter 3, verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. These, he, so he, an advanced warning letting you know that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be what? Lovers of themselves. Selfish. That spirit is so rampant in our nation. Lovers of money. There's that song, for the love of money? You'll kill your own mother? (laughs) You'll rob your own mother. Hope you don't kill her. But for that spirit, people will do anything. Boastful. Proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Uh, let's pause for that one right there. I wish my daughter would. I had to, I had to say that part. She ain't here, but I, I had to say that part. In this nation, and everywhere you go, you see pet kids ruling the parents. I, I, I don't get that. In my house, when I grew up, I couldn't even say shoot. It was too close to the other word. And one day I said it, and boy, I don't know where the hand came from. But it got me real quick. Because our parents said, gonna be respect, fact, in this house, old boy. In this, we respected our parents. But now you don't respect your parents or any adults. So disobedient parents, unthankful, and unholy. Doing something nice to somebody, they'll never say thank you for it. They expect it to be done to you nowadays. Where is the common courtesy that we have? Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, mean they have no self-control. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Fierce despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, Lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, for such turn away. He said, "This is going to happen in the last days." So the question: You, are we in the last days? Ask your neighbor: Are we in the last days? Are we in the last days? But this happened a long time ago too. So what's the indicator that we're in the last days? God gave indicators when we're going to be in the last days. Remember he said, out of the mouth to witness, the words be established. The first witness is Joel chapter 2, verse 28 through 32. Joel J O E L, not Joel, but Joel. And when you get there, Joel. Joel said, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men will dream dreams, and your young men shall do what? They shall see visions. Then he said, oh, in Acts, he repeated it to let you know that this word is going to be established. So in Acts chapter 2, verse 17 says, And it shall come to pass in the last days. Says God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and what your sons, your daughters, shall do what? Prophesy. So you see, he said it in Joel. then he repeated it right here in the book of Acts, so they let you know now. We're in the last days. He has poured out his spirit upon us. Amen. Last week, we heard a word of prophecy. So we see the gifts are beginning to flow and operate too. Amen. Our past has been teaching about why the gifts were there and how God wants to operate the gifts through us as we yield to him. There are signs to point people back to God. That's why God wants the gift to flow through you. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healing, working of miracles. Prophecy tongues and to interpret those tongues. Those gifts are there to benefit the kingdom of God and show humanity that God's still in control. Sometimes they're of to wonder that people know that, hey, you know what? God is speaking to you through man. So God wants you to know that it is the last days, and in the last days, he told us to occupy until he comes. And <laughs> that word, occupy, is a unique word. Because some folks think occupy means to sit there and do nothing at all. I'm occupying the space. But no, in Luke 19, 14, it says, occupy till I come for a reason. In other words, stay faithful in the Lord's work. That's to occupy. Whatever God has given you to do, do it with all your might, your will, and your emotions. Because keep in mind, saints, we still got to give an account to him of what we've been doing with our talents, our gifts, and our treasures. You know, it's amazing to me that when we go out on the week, on the second Saturday, this one lady, I can always count on. I know you think it's my wife, but it's not. I can count on her, but it's not her. This lady shows up, and she's ready to go. Can I have a stand up, please, just one time? Amen. And I want y'all to give her a standing ovation. Sister Mary, stand up, please. Stand up. Praise, that is my intercessor. Yeah. Every since pastor put me over outreach, I can depend on her to be there. I can depend. I, here she comes. She come around that corner. Right, here's Sister Mary go. Now we can go. She is there faithfully. Now I'm going to tell you something. That shocked me yesterday. I didn't know this. Now, she had a birthday. She had a birthday. I think it was August 8th. Now I thought she turned 80. I was 10 years off the mark, y'all. I said, you ninety? I know I know to tell people age, but she said she was ninety. I almost thought out the car. Look at her. Now, I'm gonna tell you about her occupying until they come. I want to stay in the car and just pray. But I hate the door open up, Pastor Derry. She's getting out. She won't do her due. That is a blessing. She's doing the work of the Lord. And she's faithful. She is faithful in what God has told her to do. I didn't tell... God has told her to do that. And then she will call me, Pastor Edward? i will be there? I said, I know you're going to be there. I... I I can depend on her being there for outreach. There's a time though she thought her role wasn't important. I'm deviating a little bit, is that okay with y'all? She thought her role being that wasn't important, but then I had to tell her about how important it is. Because the greatest thing we can do is pray. And every time I go out, or somebody else goes out with me, she's praying. And I can honestly say that we have never had a bad encounter because she's praying. My intercessor. I try I depend on that. That is a blessing. Just like she's interceding, we should be interceding for the world as well, too. And she's very consistent in her intercessor. Thank you, Sister Mary. So God is telling us to occupy until he comes. How do we occupy? We work the work that he's given us. And part of that work is going out and spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. (laughs) I I didn't get too many amens on that one. You know why I didn't? It's amazing how God can give us instructions to do, and we don't do it. We, I'm talking about not this church. I'm talking about the church, the body of Christ. Think about it. If every member of the body of Christ does what He said, go out and do, He's been back right now. The rest been over. With, we've been back in heaven now. If all, if everybody did what Christ said do, you know, I mean, I mean some stats. It's about two point five billion Christians on the planet. Now it's only seven point seven billion. I think people on the planet. So if we all did what he said do, it'd be a new heaven, new earth by now. Wow, but he can't do that yet because we ain't doing what we told us to. Amen. What's so hard about going out and sharing how good he is? I, I really won't know that. Why is it so hard to do that? Think about your life. Remember how goofed up we was? Think about it. We were so goofed up and lost and somebody shared Christ with us And now we are changed and transformed and we keep it to ourselves. What kind of foolishness is that? I don't get it. I don't get it. So he said, in the last days, you're going to have perilous times. We're going to have tragedy. Or misfortune. Let me define tragedy for you. Simply it's Disaster. Occurrence of afflicting widespread destruction or distress. A very sad event with an unhappy ending. You get that? But Jesus had a comeback line for all that. Know what he said? He said, that let your heart be troubled. Woo. I'll pray to the Father. He'll give you another comforter. I leave you my peace. Not the peace that the world gives it. See, that's the peace that the world gives, but it's a false peace. Yeah. There's some uh, residue left over. Amen. You know, grab that bottle and drink it until you're uh, at ease. Yeah. But tomorrow you got to hang over. Yeah. Amen. Or, or, or take a little... How you do it? Oh, that way.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and now folks say, oh, you know what, It's legal. We can do it now. It's legal. But what are the consequences behind that legal? How, how do you gauge when somebody's high? Because folks are driving high now. We know you could, people drive drunk all the time, right? But how do you measure when somebody's high driving? See, we passed the most foolish laws, and the crazy thing happened because why? Man... Is not walking with God. Tragedy. Why does tragedy happen? I'm going to give you four reasons why. There are many more reasons why tragedy happens. I'm going to give you four. The number one is human error. Human error. A driver like me falls asleep behind a wheel and kill everybody on board. Human error. Now, I don't know why I don't pull over and go to sleep somewhere, but I just keep on going. Human error. The second reason why is human sin. Murder, rape, robbery, abuse. All are related to human sin or the lawlessness of man. The third reason is the curse. And the curse I'm referring to is the curse upon the earth. Go to Romans chapter 8, real quick. Romans chapter 8. Let me show you the curse on the earth that we deal with every day. When you get there, say amen. amen. Ooh, passes fast. I tell you, ooh, he got there quick, didn't he? <laughs> Romans chapter 8, beginning verse 19. Before the curse came, there was no tornadoes. There was no earthquakes. There was no hurricanes. That's why God said, "You know what? I'm going to bring a new heaven, new earth. Old things going to pass away. Behold, all things become new." It's going to go back to the original plan of God before sin hit the earth. But my, my my statement earlier was that we should be doing something about all this stuff in the earth realm. Remember the scene on the boat. When Jesus fell asleep, <laughs> that was a hurricane, y'all. Amen. On the waters, he was just cool and collective about it. All oh, he stepped out and said, peace, be still. Peace, be still. Jesus said something very important to the church, though. The works that I do, shall you do also. But then he said, greater works. How many times do you stop the hurricane? lately oh y'all are so quiet today see you're afraid to do that do you believe you have the same power that Christ had in the earth realm so you learn a lot going to the mission field y'all there's some different demons out there I'm telling you usually the American demons <laughs> yeah you know these American demons ain't nothing but Sister told about, she told me about a, a Filipino demon that was out in the Philippines. And she had to deal with that demon. I went to Haiti one year, y'all. I kid you not. <laughs> I don't know what this thing was. It was crying. It was shouting. It was convulsing. But we had to deal with that spirit. You can't run from it. You got to deal with it. Because guess what? Demons travel, y'all. <laughs> they had not hit your backyard yet, but they coming. They coming to America. <laughs> they on their way. So you have to use the same power and authority that Christ used in the earth realm to deal with those demons. But you know what? Check out your family a little bit. I'm quite sure there's one lunatic in there, so get some practice here. But you cannot walk in fear. You can't. You have to go there knowing who you are in Christ Jesus. More than a conqueror. And deal with the situation. Why would God allow you to confront it without giving you the ability to defeat it? He said, I'm going to lead now, but I'm going to give you a comforter. He'll comfort you and he'll give you power. He'll give you power to deal with every situation that you may confront in life. Amen. But you must do it. I must, you must do it. You know if the church had their way they'll have Christ come back again get crucified and do it all over again. Show me again Lord. Well he did. He did. He did. He did. He, did. he showed us again he showed us again in here. He's given us precept and and line. I mean, everything he's given us is in the word of God on how to deal with every situation you'll confront in life. Have you read lately? Mm -hmm. No, not just in here. (laughs) Not not on Sunday because everybody, on Sunday, everybody good. What are you doing Monday through Saturday? Are you in the word? Is the word in you? Oh, y'all quiet today? What happened? What happened? Hello, 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 hello. And the fourth reason why we have tragedy in the earth is direct satanic involvement. The Bible said the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. <laughs> He roams the earth seeking whom he may devour. Don't let him devour you, saints. You take control of your situation by the power and the authority that God has given us. But authority begins very early on in life, you guys. You have to learn how to yield to authority in order to be in authority. Example, use my pastor for example. Pastor Edward, you're going to preach da-da-da. Do I want to? He knows that I don't like preaching. I prefer to go out in the streets. But I have yielded to authority, so God gave me authority. Pastor Ed, do this. Okay, no problem. Now watch this, though. And I shared it with my class this morning. You're going to be obedient to something? but not willing. (laughs) But God said, when you will and obedient, then you eat the good of the lamb. You have to have your heart in line to what God's word is saying to you and then just go do it. And then you get the reward of what you're doing. Learn how to yield to authority, saints. God's throne is established on authority. All things are created through God's authority, and all physical laws obey that authority. When have you ever known the sun not to shine? Even when it's cloudy, it's still shining. Because when God spoke it out, it kept on doing what it's supposed to do. That's an object, y'all. When God told us to praise, he got to kick us, prick us, everything to get us to praise. But we will create it to praise. <laughs> and if you don't praise, the inanimate objects, the rocks, are going to be crying out in your place, because everything going to praise God, everything going to bow to God, everything going to praise God. You can praise Him now. You're going to praise Him. But you're going to praise Him. You and I have been given spiritual authority. Over the spirit realm. I'm going to say it again. We have been given authority over the spirit realm. Go to Luke 19. God has given us that authority. Over the spirit realm. (laughs) You know why he did that? I'm going to do a sidebar. Our original text was, go ye in all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Right? He gave you that authority because he knows that the enemy is going to try to counteract what you're trying to do. So you're going to need that authority to establish God's kingdom in the earth realm. Luke, chapter 10, verse 19. What did I say? something good there too. But go to Luke 10. (laughs) Luke 10. Luke 10. Amen. 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 We're going to begin reading in verse 17. Amen. Amen. 10, 17. But I'm going to do a reverse on you real quick. Watch this. He said the harvest is truly plentiful, but there's very few laborers. But I got Sister Mary. (laughs) verse 17 and the 70 returned again with joy saying Lord even the devils are subject unto us through thy name and watch Jesus said I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven (laughs) behold I give unto thee power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. Woo! Wow! He said, I've given you power and authority over the kingdom of darkness. But do you know you have that power and authority? Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know what's amazing? When, when we get new hires in, I give them their benefits package. And certain folks look for certain things in the benefits package. When the next raise will happen? I said, "Look, do A, B, and C. Do some investing because you're gonna need something for your future." But I said, "Also, you got this thing called free flight privileges. Not just with us, but other carriers too." So they go through their package and they say, "Stuck on this one thing. When the next raise? When is the next raise?" I think as Christians, we get stuck on one thing too. Amen. And not look at the whole benefits package of being a child of God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. There's some benefits of being a child of God, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are benefits. I said the spirit, well, go to Acts, watch this. The spirits of darkness know your name, and know where you live too. Acts 19. But some of them ain't afraid of you. I'm going to say it again. Those spirits know your name. They know you're a child of God. But they're not afraid of you. But they should be. Acts 19. We're going to be read, begin reading in verse 13. We there say amen. There, then certain of the vagabond Jews exorcists took upon them to call over them, which had evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. <laughs> that lets you know right there, he, he don't know who he is, <laughs> whom, whom Paul preaches. And there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jew, and a chief priest which did so. <laughs> Watch this. And the evil spirit answered and said, uh-oh, when the evil spirit speak, what you going to do? He said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? <laughs> See, they know who belong to God. He said, I know Paul belong to him, but who are you? Amen. I know who Jesus is too, but I know Paul, but who are you? Do you know who you are? Do you know you're a child of God? The same power that Jesus had, you had that same power? I believe the church going through identity crisis. Don't know their real name. Child of the Most High. Victorious. That's my middle name, by the way. You are not a victim. You are victorious. You are victorious. When God gave the vision to this ministry, he gave it knowing that you're going to be involved with it. Amen. And he knew, I've got to give you some weapons. Amen. The, the problem is, can you utilize the weapon properly? Are you digging a ditch with a fork? He goes, Take you until Jesus comes back to get a whole. Our pastor has been teaching and preaching the gifts for a reason. He told us that you got a purpose for a reason, he told you that you're worthy. The first thing God told Jeremiah was who he was, he told him that even before he was born. He said, when you're in the womb, I knew you. I made you a prophet over the nations. See, he didn't put limitations on one man. He said, you're going to do what? You're going to root out? You're going to pull down? You're going to destroy? But also, you're going to build and plant. So, you got to tear down some stuff first before you can build some stuff. So, God has put us here to tear down some stuff. But he also put us here to build some stuff. And how do you build? You build with the word of God. Everything else is sinking sand. It will not last. When the storms of life come, it's going to be washed away. All Every program that's put out there that does not have Christ as a foundation, I guarantee you won't last. But if Christ Jesus is the foundation, it's going to stand. So this church will be here until Jesus comes back. I'm going to say it again slow. I know I talk fast, y'all. This church will be here until Jesus Christ comes back. Hopefully occupying until he comes. Not sitting around doing nothing. But doing what God has called you to do. Preordained for you to do. And don't say, I don't, do, I don't know how to do it. You know what's amazing to me, Pastor, is this. What if we want something in life? We figure it out for us. When God says do something, we're like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I can never figure that one out. Amen. We'll go to school. We'll labor in school. For us. If God told us to take a class, we're like, it's too early. You know why? It's not for us change of thinking saints everything you do should be to glorify God everything when God says do this you should be the first one at attention who been in the military before <laughs> yeah, I know I'm getting up on time huh on yeah. time you be at attention to a man you don't even like Amen. and you don't talk back If you do, you're going to be somewhere else. But why can't we obey the loving God? Why why can't we say, yes, Lord? What does he want me to do? All he's looking for is a yes. He'll give you the ability. He will give you the ability. Everything is already wrapped up in the Holy Spirit, though, anyway. Your job is to activate it. Remember that commercial? One of the (laughs) twins, (laughs) activate. Woo! Everything you need has been given to you by the power of the Holy Spirit. That same anointing is inside of you. You cannot allow the enemy to talk you out of it. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You know what we do a lot of times? uh, Pastor, uh, my brother back there, Brother Joe, Brother Joe, we went out and played golf. And I was telling Joe, I'm good. I had a good talk while I was was good until we got out there. Because Brother Joe is really good. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You think you're good? Joe is good. So we're playing golf, y'all. We're going to a different, I haven't played in a long time, but yet keep in mind, this is the problem with Christians. Watch this, watch this. The Bible says, he that compares himself amongst himself is not wise. So what I was doing on the golf course with Brother Joe, I was comparing myself to him. I'm going to say it again slow. I'm out there comparing myself with him. But the game is set up not for you to compare yourself with somebody else. It's it's set up for you to compare yourself against that course. The course is what you're trying to beat. Not that brother. Brother. So as you're walking through life, you're going through a course. We call it a journey here. As you're going through your journey, don't compare your journey with that brother. Because we have a terrible tendency to say, Lord, what about him? Why he ain't doing this? Why she ain't doing it? Mind your own business. Because keep mind, he, she, you, all going to stand before God. I told him in his classes, when I said, you know what? I can't hold Madeline's hand before God. I'm there alone. I'm a single brother again yeah. <laughs> and give an account for my conduct and my behavior. Yeah. Come on, man, help me. Nope. Maddie, she's going to go on and on. We got to get in, saints. We're going to all stand before God. Yeah, yeah. You are a saint. You're going to heaven. Matter of fact, everybody going to heaven. Watch this, though. Everybody ain't staying. Yeah. The judgment is going to take place in heaven, y'all. We don't get to go! He's gonna see all this. You got to go, though. You can't stay. Yep. We get to go, but we gotta stand before him and give an account. Yeah. Yeah. And the book's gonna be open. Amen. Woo! And everything's been written about what we did. Oh, yeah. God don't forget. God don't forget, y'all. <laughs> he told you to do this. God don't forget. He never forgets. He ain't a man that he should lie. He, whatever God said, it's going to happen. So as God has given you an assignment to do, do it with all your heart. Don't be slack concerning God's business. Who played football here before? Touchdown Brown. My brother-in-law played in the NFL. I could have done it, but uh, I ain't going there, baby. I ain't going go there. I ain't going go there. <laughs> We understand something about football that you cannot do halfway drills. When you do, somebody looking to take you out. And doing the things halfway, playing football, you will get injured. So God is telling us, Saints, don't do anything for me halfway. Give you scripture? Okay. I would rather you be hot or cold, but not lukewarm. Because the lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out. You know what's amazing about us as humans? We don't go to the faucet and say, I want to drink lukewarm water. You're going to get some cold water for a thirsty soul, amen? amen. But we want to give God back lukewarm water, our service to him. Lukewarm. I have never, I've been to, I've been involved in four churches in my whole life. I'm not, I know Pastor Derry outside of church. We play uh, Babe Ruth together against each other. But with clarity as far as ministry is concerned, this is a clear ministry on what we got to do. Everything's outlined. I mean, you can't say, I didn't know. You can say it, but you tell them a lie. <laughs> you don't bother to lie. You tell them a lie. <laughs> Everything is clear, it's precise. He wrote the vision and he made it plain. My question is have you read the vision lately? <laughs> read the vision, it's going to come to pass. With or without you? Hmm. You ever labor for something and labor for something, then you quit, and somebody comes right in and get the reward? You're like, but what happened? Well, you stopped. You stopped. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Don't give up, saints. Don't give in. Whatever God has promised you, he will deliver. God, He not like Instagram. You need Wi-Fi, all that stuff, right? No, no, God's, he's all, his power's always on. God will deliver. He may come to your door, but he will deliver. You know, I was out playing golf. I don't know why I can be doing golf. And usually they have a cart person. That means they drive around a cart and you want a hot dog, you want a drink, right? But I went to this one course, I saw this little robot going around. I said, what is that thing right there? He said, that's, that's how you get your meal delivered to you. They got robots delivering meals to you. You said, why go there? Well, God will use a robot, God will use a cat, rat, whatever he needs, he's going to deliver it to you. God is going to fulfill his promise to you. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how long it's been. Delay does not mean denial. And that's a, we think when God says something to us, it's going to happen tomorrow. And when it don't, we give up. Lord, what about what you said? He said it. It's going to happen. What God is watching for Are you obedient until the fulfillment of his promises? (laughs) Will you continue to fight? Will you continue to believe God no matter what it looks like? Your circumstances can change like that. Overnight. The word last week, the prophecy was, the part that I really like was, Take limitations off God. Israel did that. It said they limited the Holy One of Israel. God had more for them, but it said, no, we're cool, Lord. That's all we want is this right here. We're good. I'm not good. God, I want it all. I'm greedy for you. I want everything God has for me. I want to do everything God told me to do. Now, really, I'm going to delay, y'all. No delay means that God told me way back what I'm supposed to be doing right now. God called me to preach at 13 years old. I am not like not today. Why? I want to do my own thing, Brother Tracy. I got a world to see, y'all. And guess what happened? He'll get you back where you started from. I went all, I went to the east, I went to the west. But I wanted to right back here. Because God will always fulfill his word. You can run, Jonah. Amen. But there's a way waiting for you. There's a great... I'm telling you. You can run, but you can't hide from God. He sees everything. If you make it big in hell, he sees that down there too. There's no escaping God. There's no escaping his plan for your life. You know what God everybody who got to watch on. look at your time God's not in time Amen. Amen. he's outside the parameters of time so you say okay I'm, I'm not going to do it you say cool God sitting back like okay no problem I got plenty of time <laughs> I have plenty of time you don't have plenty of time I'm 55 I don't have a lot of time left I'm on the other side waiting for glory. Whatever God has told you to do, do it all your might. Do it all your strength. Do it all your heart. Do it all your soul. Love the Lord our God in the same way. Put God first in everything you do. Everything. Okay, because God put you first. When he gave his son, he put you first. Yeah. You became number one on his agenda. Yeah. Think about it. The angels, they fell first. Why did he redeem them? Yeah. And they're like, Lord, what is man? Thou are mindful of him. We've been created in his image and likeness. Yeah. We should serve God joyfully every day. Yeah. Every day we get up, we should be saying, Lord, I thank you. It should be always. we should have to prompt you. To get songs of celebration from your heart. It should be normal for us to praise God. A thank you should be always there. A hallelujah should be always upon your lips. Is that true? No, no. Is it true? God should not have to prompt us to celebrate and tell him how good he is to us. God is good, y'all. Y'all, sometimes we forget the fact how good He really is to us. Because you know what? We don't see the unseen danger that we got through. That's the stuff that God protected you from, from your house to here. We don't know it, but when we get glory. He's going to say, I, I, I protect you over there. Some of y'all ain't angels on, on overtime. <laughs> ah, my mother in law. Oh, my mother-in-law, she loved the Lord. But I say, Ma, your angel is tied. You, you, he protecting you from stuff. Boy, I tell you, she would do some stuff. Her angel had a little conversation with her. said, Lord, just slow down, Sister Ruth, you're doing too much. But God has put a system in place to protect us. We can go places that some folks can't go because we are protected by him. I was sharing with Sister Erica one year with the Haiti. I had an A.K.A. pulled out on me. I had two choices. Try <laughs> or pray. I prayed. Now what happened was it was hurricane season and we're the people that was going out to feed them. The government wasn't going to do it. So as we're driving through, these guys come out with these Jeeps and pull out the A.K.A. on us. The only way to pass over is to pay us. What are you gonna do? What you gonna do? But I recalled that I had power and authority over all the power of the enemy. I recalled that no carnal weapon. Yeah. Right. The weapons of Marvel warfare are not carnal, they're mighty through God are pulling down strongholds. I begin to pray. Yeah. They backed up and we went through. Amen. Now I'm not talking about being foolish. Yeah. Right. Big difference. Faith, foolishness, and presumption get you in trouble. But God said that if you have faith in me, you'll go right through. And I, I pray, and God got us through that. God will get you through every situation in your life. We had a drought in our home, meaning that we weren't gonna have no money. But God wanted me to trust Him. Yeah, it was a drought, it was famine. There was a famine in the household. When the famine hit, boy, I was a little mean to the honoree. I wasn't eating every day. But God said, I will supply all your needs. Can you trust him? When, t- I mean, when times are tough, can you trust him? It's easy to trust God in paradise. But when things get tough, can you still trust him? Can you still believe that he's Jehovah Jireh, the God who sees way ahead and makes provision for you? Yeah. Are you trusting your bank account? Woo! See, God knows where you live. Yeah. Yeah. He knows where you live. I, I thought I had amazing shades, Pastor Tammy. I'm in the Silicon Valley and I'm making money and I'm happy as a lark. So my praising I can get my praise on that. Woo, I'm praising God here. We get bonuses all the time. Then I heard God say something. Leave your job. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> it couldn't be God telling me that, right? He blessed me with that. See, the foolish things confound the wise. God's trying to stretch your faith sometimes. So I said, Lord, is that you? I, I almost threw out a fleece out there, Brother Tracy. It can't be God. But it was God. Can you trust me? All right, Lord. Now, now watch this. I didn't quit my job, when I have another job in place. That's foolishness. But I will not apply for other jobs. I'm closing. And the job I applied for was making $6.50. Is that the poverty line? But below, right? That ain't God, y'all. That ain't God. That ain't God. That that is not God. That's definitely not God. But the more I spent time with God, he said, yep, I want you to leave that job and take this job. All right, God, I'll do it. And when I did it, I started murmuring and complaining like the children of Israel. But one thing, God, he always gives you a promise before you go into it. Whatever you thought you lost, I'm going to give it to you. Keep, I'm just getting married, right? I got a, I got a plan. I want a house. I want some children, children going around. I want some. I want a dog. I want all that. But on six fifty, you can barely get an apartment in California. But can you trust God? So my wife and I, we got married, and we had this thing. We go out and look for houses. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, six won't get you nothing. It better get you a garage in California. But just like pastors had the right division, make it plain, I had the right division. Lord, I want this kind of house. I want a view. I want to live on a court. And I put it away and I prayed over it. Now watch this. My wife, go out, we go out looking for houses all the time. Now, in the natural, we say, you know what? We can't afford Oakland because it's just way too high. So in the natural, we out here in Vallejo, Fairfield, Antioch, oh, we can afford that. And God said, no, this is what you wrote down. You want to live in Oakland. But Lord, I'll settle for this. What are you settling for? <laughs> See, God want to stretch your faith. If you can do it, how you know God? So I said, okay, God, I wrote it down and then we get to pray about it. Begin to pray about it. We didn't just pray about it without look for it, too. So we happened to drive down this street, and a little sign there says, for sale. I said, that's for sale, in Oakland. So we pull up into the place, and we asked the guy, Are your house for sale for real? He goes, yeah. He said, I'm tired of going up and down those stairs. And I asked him the price. The price was much lower than going out to Fairfield, Antioch, and Vallejo. We got a house. We got a house. We got a house. Because God is faithful to his word. It wasn't a matter of me having a a job that said, okay, well, you make this amount of money, you can buy a house. It's about me believing God for his supernatural provisions. And that's what God's trying to get you guys to, saints. God is supernatural. We want to see everything naturally. But keep in mind, you have spirit first. You better tap in the spirit realm and then when you do, you'll see God's supernatural power begin to manifest in your life. Yeah. Amen. That's what Jesus did. All the miracles he did because he trusted God in the earth. Keep in mind, Jesus is a man filled with the Holy Spirit like you are. Everything he went through, you're going to go through, but he came out victorious. Everything he did, you can do as well too. But your faith will be tested. To see where you stand with God at. Our biggest test now is my wife's health. But it's already done. Already done. Already done. And we stand on that word. Because one thing we know for sure. God cannot lie. God cannot lie. No, he alter his course. Whatever God has promised you. I want you to believe it. I want you to go down and believe in it. When the devil whips your ear and says, it won't happen, let him know what he is. He's a liar. And he's the father of lies. The scripture that I read to you to begin with simply was this. Mark chapter 16. Go ye into all the world. And preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be what? saved. And then these signs shall follow them. They'll do what? They'll cast out devils. You have the ability when you go do what God does to do take authority over that spirit arena. You'll cast out devils and walk in and begin to occupy. You do the job spiritually first and then go on physically and take back what you need. And that is what God is telling us to do, saints. Go back and get your stuff. Go get your stuff. If Satan got your kids, go get your kid. Satan promised you a particular job, go get your job. Now, you know what? We We are on the brink of a miracle we're on the brink of a miracle from everybody in here. You know, my daughter is an amazing child, really. She uh, has this endeavor to be in Hollywood. But you know me, I'm conservative. I'm like, nah, I don't know, Lily. So you're going to go to school first, just in case. She's like, okay, Dad, I'll go to school. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do this. Because she knows God has put that in her. She's been out of school uh, a few months now. and She's going back. She's had more jobs in acting and modeling in the last few weeks than she's ever had. Because God has promised her something and told her that. So I'm asking you what God told you. There's something God has told you. And you got it right there in the heart unspoken request. It's down there. You probably wrote it down somewhere. And whatever God has told you, I'm going to tell you, I'm I'm prophesying over you now. It's coming to pass. It shall come to pass. This too shall pass. Believe God, saints. In this season, believe God. Believe God for your miracle. Whatever it may be, believe God. God has every aspect of your life under full control. Our job is just to believe. Just to believe him. Can you believe him? Can you believe him? Can you believe him? When everything comes against you, can you believe him? When your health is rack with pain, can you believe him? When your bank account is on empty, can you believe him? Can you believe God? God's asking for us to believe him. When we believe him, then the world will see there is a God. There is a God, and he's an ALWC. But can you believe him? Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. God is good. God is good. God is faithful, saints. I don't care what we're facing in life. Face it with God. You know, we have a tendency to get mad at God when things go wrong. Change that up. Change that attitude. When when things get the toughest, go hang out with God a little longer. Spend more time with Him. He got something to say about the issue. You know what's funny about life? In heaven, no chaos. In earth, plenty of chaos. And people say, well, why? Why God don't do something about it? Why God don't intervene? You know why? God gave the earth to man. He told you to have dominion. That was happening in the very beginning. He said, you have dominion, Subdue the earth. You take control of the earth. We are co-laborers with Christ, saints. And we're going to fulfill every assignment in this place and this world that God has told us to do. Let's stand up. We're going to be dismissed.
0: Thank you for listening to today's message titled The Gospel is the Cure by Pastor Edward Anderson. For more information about Abundant Life Worship Center, we want you to feel free to check out our website at AbundantLifeWorship.net. On our site, you're going to find more information about us, our church and our events calendar, and other messages by myself and other of our associate pastors that may be of interest to you. On our media page, you can catch our live stream worship service, which is broadcast every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Once again, the site is AbundantLifeWorship.net. Now, you can also find us on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash AbundantLifeWorship.net, or even better, you can join us for a live service any Sunday morning. Check out our website or our Facebook page for directions. we love to see you here at Abundant Life Worship Center. God bless, and we look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. And until then, please remember that Jesus came to give you life, and that more abundantly.